Dollars and Cents with Hapo Community Credit Union helps empower our listeners to achieve financial success while living for today and planning for tomorrow. This podcast focuses on financial education, community support, fraud prevention, real-life stories of financial transformation, and much more. Hapo Community Credit Union serves Washington and Oregon with over 18 locations. Bank on more when you bank with us. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's Financial Literacy Podcast. Today in the podcast studio with me, I have Kaylani Persian-Mason, who uh, is the owner at Evolve. Kaylani, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, Evolve, um, I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I also provide life coaching and have now really been developing more in how to help corporations, having a healthy workplace culture, making sure that conflict is managed within the workplace, and how communication overall can improve our life, not only financially, not only with coworkers, but in our personal life as well. Perfect. And of course, that's exactly why we brought you on today. We want to talk about handling professional relationships in a way that both benefits you and your employer and your workplace environment and how this is important in effectively advancing your own career by promoting these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Generally speaking, your employer is going to love you for creating a positive work environment which will help you advance, get promotions, get raises, give you more finances to have to manage later. Uh, So let's get right into it. What is uh, something that you normally see as an issue that you have to help resolve with these businesses? Yeah, we already know and studies have shown that when there is a healthy workplace environment, staff is more productive. And when things are more toxic and unhealthy, then you're going to see disengaged employees. You're going to see them checking out or even maybe causing more drama, perhaps, within the office. So we already know that isn't the direction that we want to go. The direction that would be more appropriate then is how do we coach people through some of these communication hookups and what are they? I see a lot of issues in conflict between employees that stem a lot from making assumptions, black and white thinking. Uh, Sometimes it's things that they have a, a tie between a certain personality trait from their past and they've made an assumption about someone in their workplace. So it's a sensitivity, all these little things. But if we were to be look a little bit more broadly at what communication in the workplace means, I think we'd be surprised. I would include that to be not only our assertiveness and self-confidence, and that plays a huge role in our ability to advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anger management, emotion regulation, you know, there's a professionalism that's required in the workplace. So are we able to manage our emotions effectively? Yeah. And that's a interpersonal with your coworkers, as well as in a customer service situation Mm -hmm. with the client or the customer or the member uh, and how that then impacts the reputation of the business as a whole. Yeah. So these not only affect you on this micro level of like personally me, how does having emotional regulation improve my life? Well, it proves to my employer that I'm able to handle difficult situations. I'm able to stay calm. I can give a logical response versus an inflated reaction. These all build trust and rapport within your employer. And that looks good. That says you're responsible, but also like, If we were to 
say that someone had poor emotional regulation and were having angry outbursts personally, that isn't fun either. No, you become the type of person that people don't want to work mm-hmm. with. They will find ways to avoid going through the proper yeah. channels just to avoid having to interact with you, yeah. making all the other things. If, if there's an operating procedure that's in place that requires somebody to go through you and they don't want to deal with you, mm-hmm. that's going to grind the gears of, of commerce, as, as it exactly. were, uh, and, and just cause stress and headaches throughout the entire business. Yeah, personally, there's going to be a negative feedback loop where that person is just like, oh, downer, downer, nothing is going right. I'm getting this feedback that no one is wanting to be around me. But also the the company, the organization suffers. So with an employee, say that we have an, an, an example of an employee that is having these, uh, say, emotional or personal regulation sure. issues. What is a method that other employees who have to deal with them should do in order to help alleviate this issue and create a more positive work environment? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel like it's too nuanced for me to maybe answer appropriately. Kind of like when you bring a car to a shop, I can't give the diagnosis without looking under the hood. And so each car is going to be different. Absolutely. So each each of these situations, depending on what this issue is, is going to create a different type of personality conflict that needs to be resolved in one way or another. Yeah. So I think that one way is like I've had companies hire me to work specifically with these two people and with the uh, the administrators as well. So we can resolve the conflict and have some more uh, kind of communication tools that everyone's on the same page with. And so that's one way where we're just handling like the handful of people that are involved. But another way that could create just a total workplace culture shift of like, these are the values that we have here. This is our system for how we manage conflict and what you need to be aware of for your own self-care so that you are showing up to work and have some of these tools and know what to do. Uh, That would look more like a training. That would look more like how do we provide that information information to all these people who have different levels of awareness, different levels of communication skills. Bringing out something, and I'm just going to throw this out Mm -hmm. uh, as an idea, being that general conflict resolution, adult to adult conversation, hey, this is causing a problem between you and I. Can we resolve this between ourselves? That doesn't work out for whatever reason. Mm taking it to a manager, having a conversation with that manager, be like, hey, it appears as if we're having this communication breakdown or this issue between people. If that manager can't seem to figure it out, taking it to, say, human relations, HR, and escalating this to a point where somebody actually is, is, but having that structure in place of starts here, escalates to here, goes to here, and then however that that works. You're right. By the time I'm called in, those steps have been made. So let me, right, yeah. So rewinding back, exactly. That has to do a lot with like, how can we advocate for ourselves? How can we problem solve? How can we negotiate and be open-minded? How can we have a healthy attitude? To me, these are all these soft skills that are necessary in the workplace. And it is part of communication. Communication to me is not just the, what I'm thinking of saying to you in what tone, in what cadence, and with what words. Mm -hmm. It's active listening, which means I'm also having to hold your perspective 
the other or ask the right appropriate questions to gain a better understanding. And you mentioned in their uh, tone and delivery. Yes. How much of that <laughs> do we lose to interpretation in digital formats of communication, like text messaging, emails, memos, uh, where somebody is implying your tone for you? That is such a good question. Yeah, that's huge. We have to really be aware that everyone has a different uh, way that they're going to put things into words via text or email. Mm-hmm. And since we can't hear tone of voice or body language, we're missing like 80% of the feedback that we would get to interpret that information. Yep. So we should never really make the assumption that it's negative. I'd say the caveat would be if you see a bunch of exclamation points, caps, <laughs> and you know, like angry emojis, we can probably assume. Yeah, I, I can throw out one particular phrase that I'm sure will yeah. trigger the vast majority of people <laughs> to have a, an emotional response. As per my previous message... Mm-hmm. is going to imply, did you not read this to me? That, that's yeah. like, hey, it, we're, you skipped over something. And there is an implication, even though that isn't necessarily coming across as accusatory, I guarantee the majority of the audience probably hears that phrase and immediately thinks to some meme or joke that sure. they've seen online sure. where it is the, the quintessential version of, come on, pay attention to what yeah. this used to be. One of the soft skills I'd say we need to lean into there is accountability. If we feel ashamed for that in the moment, there's a purpose for that. And we can own it and still prove a valuable skill in that. That's also an opportunity to say, oh my gosh, you're right. Let me reread that. Thank you for pointing it out to me. As opposed to taking more of a yes. defensive stance, which would then potentially be going from a, from defensive to aggressive and Or passive aggressive is what I see more often probably okay. in the workplace where then there's a grudge that's held or, well, I'm not going to go to that supervisor again. You know, they, they were so harsh with me. And I will have to say, too, I think that our culture is fairly conflict avoidant. I personally have come and I used to be I used to be the people. I'm a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) Hi, my name's Kehlani. But that I've come to learn is not the kindest way to be in the world. I'm making an unconscious agreement if I'm being a people pleaser and I'm being passive that says you need to do this for me or you, I need to, I'm, I'm going to make this assumption. And if we can be direct and clear, I think that's a lot kinder, but that might not be how it's received if someone isn't used to that. A lot of people might take a look at this and say that you're leaning towards the blunt truth side of things, which can be the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, almost the polar opposite of the passive people pleaser type of attitude. So there's different conflict styles and there's, and I'd say it's like a a spectrum. There's people who are more passive and conflict avoidant, and there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, it's kind of like agree to disagree. And Mm -hmm. that is great. You're probably going to get along with other people who operate that way. Then there's people who are more validators and that's going to, that's definitely me. Like I want to understand where you're at. I want to talk ad nauseum about it. I want you to fully get my perspective and then we can move forward logically understanding one another. (laughs) If someone who's passive is having a a conflict with me, they're feeling overwhelmed by having to stick with it. While I'm feeling like 
come in, join me here. Let's let's work this out. Yeah, you want the engagement back and forth yeah. to get a full on the board understanding and a passive individual is just like <sighs> closing down yeah. because they're like, I, no, you do your thing. I want to back away from this situation. Right. And then the someone who's more aggressive has more of that um, type of conflict style. They might come at it with a perspective of you're not putting the same kind of energy into this as me and this is what it looks like to be like this is an important thing Mm -hmm. why aren't you showing that you care about this again if we look at a validator with someone who's aggressive or someone who's more passive we can see where different assumptions can be taken away so part of what i these soft skills this communication in the workplace is how do we be direct and kind Mm -hmm. at the same time and that's a difficult balance to find get to the point but do it professionally yes don't have a bunch of runaround and technically that efficiency of communication leads to a more productive work environment. Yeah. And if we have an awareness of, you know, the way I operate with Scott is going to be different than the way I operate with Susie because she's more passive and we are able to adjust, that's even better. And Mm -hmm. that takes, again, empathy and, and active listening and understanding to body language too. Now, as the owner of a business, I know that you're self-employed in your, in your mm-hmm. business. So this probably isn't something directly for you, but that knowledge and empathy of how to deal with specific people, and maybe this is a good reference to clients that have hired you in the past. Would you assume that that is a good trait for someone to be promoted into, say, a managerial or a lead position? I think that'd be an excellent quality. And I see so many times when the inappropriate person is like someone, let's say, who's in sales and the model is if you're good at sales, you get to be the manager. Mm-hmm. The skills to be a salesman are not the skills to be a manager. Correct. I don't think they're the same. I would say the skills to be a manager would include all of these soft skills that I'm speaking to, right? Like they have to have the ability to understand their employees and communicate through uncomfortable conversations. They have to have that emotional regulation. So they're staying calm. They're responding. They're not reacting out of Mm -hmm. an emotional response. They have to have boundaries and adapt. I, I think these are things that we need to talk about more and, and the importance of them. Because companies are noticing, like Forbes is publishing articles, Google is publishing articles. They're hiring these people who have had historically like tech degrees or things Mm -hmm. that they have seen as being valuable. And they're realizing that if that's emphasized, we're also maybe losing some of the soft skills that are necessary for a company to run smoothly. If you have a purely analytical person in that position, they're probably looking more at like the final numbers as opposed to what they could do to help promote those numbers from people. Yeah. If, if you're talking purely like a, a production line type of a thing, Susie's making 10 units a day and Bobby's making 20 units a day, obviously Bobby's the better employee, but it could absolutely be a difference of Susie's just in the wrong part of this assembly line and needs to be moved over here. And now if they switch places, you've got them both pushing out 15 and mm-hmm. suddenly you manage to balance out everything 
taking a look at like being almost kind of like a sports coach, finding out how do you put together the best starting unit for your squad? It might not be all the best players. Mm -hmm. It might be that this group works better together or finding a rotation of those people where it's like these two don't work great together. So let's find and put them in positions where Mm -hmm. they don't have to as much because that will help provide a healthier working environment for both of them and probably a more productive environment. I think that's a great example of how a healthy manager perspective would be in looking at these issues. But you can see that that requires like understanding people's comfort level, probably picking up on their body language. That means being able to you know, effectively communicate why these roles are switching, et cetera, et cetera. It's a different kind of analysis that that needs to be cultivated mm-hmm. by working through the discomfort. And um, we need to have an awareness of it. I think that a lot of people can get frustrated when the wrong person is promoted. And you can tell in those examples when those things aren't happening with your with your employer or with your manager. We mentioned these interpersonal relationships and previously you did touch on um, taking something that you've learned from somebody in your social or personal life and applying that as an assumption to somebody that has a similar attitude Mm -hmm. in a professional environment. How big of a difference should there be or should maybe the wrong word, you can talk to that, but between your personal and social life and your professional life, is this, are you supposed to have two personas or three that where they're very different? Like at home, Scott is very different than at work, Scott. That might be a personal reflection for each person. I think as much as possible to be fully integrated is great. And having these soft skills is going to benefit your personal life too. Mm-hmm. So like, don't be a jerk at home and then come to work <laughs> and, you know, have a completely different personality and whatnot or vice versa. Um, but yeah, there needs to be a distinction though, between what professional behavior is. So when I'm at home, I am going to be more relaxed. I'm going to have my stretchy pants on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, you know, have messy hair and probably drop a couple swear words. Okay. Those aren't things I'm going to do in my professional therapy office. Correct. It, it, it's more of a relaxed environment. You mentioned yes. like professional attire, professional yes. uh, choice of words and tone. Um, we're putting, we're wanting to, you are, you are selling yourself in really any business where you are an employee or, I mean, not even that I'm, I'm directly selling myself right now. Hi, I'm Kaylani <laughs> with Evolve. That's me. But I mean, we are putting ourselves out there and to be that best self who can be, get those promotions, who can have more financial stability. These are the types of skills that are necessary to get there. So like a, an example might be too, if we had, if, if there, we'll, we'll call him Oscar. If okay. Oscar, our employee, he, oh man, Oscar gets hangry. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, he's his coworker. He's always losing control of his temper on things that seem small. And like, it makes everyone in the workplace really uncomfortable. They feel like they're walking on eggshells around okay. him. They, it, it really means that communication is broken because 
perhaps someone is avoiding communicating with Oscar, even though they need to. It's a collaborative environment. Okay. He's always displeased and judgmental. So there's no like positive feedback that we're getting either. We can assume that he's probably unhappy most days. Okay. But you said he's hangry. So is this like a 15 minute snack break and everything seems to be better? Is it like, is it worse right around lunchtime? He's somebody needs to talk to him right at like, 12 and he's either a out the door sticking around until 12 15 and that's when it's the worst right so are we observing those things are there some things there that we can like pick up on from oscar and then like how is that addressed how are we addressing it because most employee to employee relations might feel like i'm don't that's out of my depth how do i how do i do that that's where the manager, if they're a good manager who has these soft skills, can step in. Because this is not only a cost to Oscar. He's hmm. not going to be up for the promotion, guys. How is he going to communicate effectively with other people? He's given us a lot of examples, or I've given you examples, mm -hmm. of, of not being capable of doing that. So this is harming him. And how is it harming the company or the employer? There's probably lower productivity. Mm -hmm. You've got people attempting to avoid him, so the yes. communication lines are at least broken down slowed, if not broken. Yes, slowed if not broken, right. There might be unmotivated employees. I don't want to work on that project. It's with Oscar. Okay. I'm going to avoid that. I would assume if Oscar is, say, a a member or a frontline type of employee, you're going to have a reputation issue yes. based on feedback. Like, hey, I came in to or to get this item or to get some help with this task. And Oscar was just really rude and, and very abrupt with me and couldn't get things finished mm -hmm. but basically just sent me off on my way without resolving anything. Exactly. This is going to look bad upon not only Oscar, but the company. So it's good to like have an inventory for yourself of how are my how is my professionalism at work affecting my interpersonal communication because that has to do with our workplace satisfaction and the ability of the company on a bigger level to do what they need to do. So unprofessional employees can create major roadblocks for companies to run efficiently, effectively, for there to be a healthy workplace environment that people are able to thrive in. And this is not only a reason for us to want to pay attention to it personally, but to hold other people accountable too within uh, the businesses that we work in or for managers to take this approach or this, this, this line of thinking as they handle conflict. Interesting. I like the scenario. I love I love that role play aspect of like, hey, here is a thing that you might see. And it's such a simple thing that might be leading to this if it's literally hangry. And that that's what's causing this sure. type of a situation. Then, of course, every time you're at work and people are grumpy, then you become more grumpy because now you have to deal with the grumpy people, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a downward spiral to a point that has a very simple initial starting point there could be it would require oscar to be aware of his hangriness <laughs> and having an awareness to advocate for that to maybe adjust you know the the time frame of when a break can be for him to have a little snack or to be willing to accept the constructive criticism yes. from a manager or somebody else to be like hey we've noticed that this is a thing why are you 
like more off-putting at these times of day? Like, is mm-hmm. there something that we can do to help provide a better environment that would help fix this and actually mm-hmm. listen to that feedback and bring it into themselves, a little self-reflection and decide, yeah, this is something that I could do to be better at this that would make my work day happier, that would make everybody else's work day happier and maybe put me in line for that promotion or that raise that I've been, that mm-hmm. interpersonal skills that I've scored low on in my yearly review now becomes a raised yes. up one. And now I'm looking at an actual raise for my performance this year. And people may not know how to navigate those steps to improve those soft skills. I think that's common. There's some people who are just pers- like they're seekers of that information. So they're reading the books, they're listening to the podcast, they are applying what they learn. And for some people, they need more of that guide. And that's again, why I think counseling is a good option. And some employers can be flexible enough, especially if they can see the benefit to what that would give to them. And to you, they might even say, okay, do it on your lunch or do it during, you know, do a telehealth. We can give you privacy. We can give you a private space. But I think we have to first break down the stigma of seeking out help, mm-hmm. normalize that all these skills that are related to mental health, emotional regulation and communication are a part of being human and being an effective human. They help you in the workplace. They help your employer in the workplace and they will give you more control of how to improve your finances if you can advocate for yourself if you can take accountability etc kaylani i have had an absolute pleasure speaking with you on this topic today if any of our listeners out there are interested in getting in touch with you what's the best way that they can go about doing that yeah you can find me on instagram at kaylani k-e-i-l-a-n-i underscore evolve i can also be found uh, via email kaylani.mason at pnwevolve.com and thank you for having me scott i loved having this conversation absolutely thank you very much once again everybody thank you for tuning in to another episode of dollars and cents hapo community credit union's financial literacy podcast until next time